Hello everyone, welcome to our already third episode of, of Decisions and Dreams podcast. We are so excited to be here. We are Maite Beltran and Asta Gautam, and we'll be hosting this episode. We are going to talk about life stories and how our guests have come to this point in their lives and how they manage their time taking into account that they have all their lives they're responsible for. As I said, uh, I'm Maite Beltran, I'm from Spain. And I work as a data analyst for a pet food company. Okay, I am Asta Gautam. I'm from India and I'm pursuing my graduation in computer sciences. Thank you. So today we have Jonathan and Carrot Habel in the episode. Welcome, Fins. Thank you so much to be a part of it. So please, Karen, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? So hello, everyone. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, my name is Karen Habel, and I'm based in the United States. Um, I currently am a business owner. I own a tea company, um, and I come to data science by way of reading some awesome books. So I read a book last year called Atomic Habits, and it just set me on this path of really becoming very passionate about all things data science. So thank you for having me here. And as a parent, I have uh, six children, um, some of whom are adults and some of whom are as young as two years old. Okay, that's so great. Uh, okay, Jonathan, now could you tell us about yourself? Uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, thanks uh, for having me uh, join, join this episode. So uh, originally I came um, from the UK to the Netherlands 10, 10 years ago and had my uh, um, job with um, Avato Bertelsmann um, and still been there and progressing through through the years. Um, recently become um, a business analyst and last year I took the data analyst uh, scholarship and that led me for more passion into the the data world and making a career a career change going towards data science um so as as a parent uh i have two 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 children or one almost eight and the other one two and yeah jug juggling work work and life um and family life together it's not an easy task but it but it is manageable yeah, you said well that that's not easy. So first, we are going to talk about the time management. When do you study better? When you guys study better? Uh, any tips would you like to share with all of us? Uh, I mean, the, the combination with work and partner, family life, uh, just as we are the childless, <laughs> find it hard enough to cope up with everything. So how do you guys do it? Do you consider yourself multitaskers? Has your family life been resented because of the time you have to put into the scholarship? So uh, Karen, would you like to answer first? Sure. So I'd say that um, definitely having a wonderful partner and spouse is super helpful. Um, and the fact that we are all home working remotely, so my husband works remotely as well. So that that has been helpful in that um, you can kind of pick spots when the house is a bit more quiet. So with uh, two-year-olds, I think Jonathan may be able to relate with this. Nap time is like a, a 
perfect time to do some studying. Uh, but then you also have to, you do have to balance, you know, being able to, you know, in my case, I, I'm cooking and I'm keeping the house and I'm taking care of the kids and I'm also running my own businesses and, um, and occasionally teaching. And so I find that sometimes I'm working at six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'm working at 11 o'clock at night. Um, but Every single day, I'm really consistent about making a point to somewhere in the day, um, one, find time to, to do the work that I need to do to move ahead uh, in, in kind of this data science, data industry. But at the same time, balancing that with making sure that I'm fully present for my family and that we're actually, I'm not getting so bogged down in everything that I have to do that we're not finding opportunities to like, for example, go sledding in the snow because where I live, it snows quite a bit um, or finding time to just uh, be with each other. So everybody knows that mommy's working. Everybody's team mommy. But at the same time, I'm, I'm still having to balance all of that. But it works, like Jonathan said. OK, thank you uh, for sharing your experiences. Uh, so now, Jonathan, would you like to share your experience about it? Yep, sure. Um, so. Oh, where, where to start, actually? So th actually, this year is um, a little bit different than, than last year when taking on the, the, the scholarship. And that's um, unfortunate. We have the, the COVID situation, but that has helped uh, create more study time because of working from home. We don't have that uh, daily commute. So that definitely uh, helps um, increase the time available for the family and for having that extended time for, for studying. And again, it's about, about be, yeah, you're there for, for the family, for, for the kids and finding that, that right moment to study. Um, sometimes I find it easier to study during uh, a short period, during a, a lunch time from, from work. Um, but most of the time it is after the kids are in bed and it's a little bit more, more quieter um in in the in in the house but sometimes that's unavoidable as well and you have that that small study time with the the kids uh, around as well which is which is fine because they have some curiosity into what 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 is daddy doing so to say <laughs> and again the other one is definitely looking uh, at, at partner uh, that that's also key having the support there having the communication um, about what, what do we get studying? What are you going to be busy with? What, what do you need from, from each other uh, to be able to, su to support the study and also the family? And we all go, go out every day to, to walk, walk our, our family, family dog. Uh, so, and that gives us some, 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 of that, some of that quality time together. And uh, recently, we've just finished watching uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, together. Uh, so waiting for the next episode. So we find time within the, the daily hours of work and study and family and kids and, and all the general household tasks to, to find that time together, because that's also important. Okay, yeah, you're showing right. Uh, it's so tough to manage all the things. So next, I want to ask 
how does your partner support you in this life challenge? So who would like to answer first this time? You want to go first, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, why not? Um, so, yeah, she supports um, very well. Very um, understanding. Uh, we've got got some uh, goals where we we want to want to be later on and where I would like to to shift the my career goals towards um and yeah she really re she's really supportive um I'm there studying she'll ask if everything's okay she'll bring bring me bring me regular drinks if I'm uh, involved in the study um and also uh participate creating the study jam uh she, yeah she's pretty pretty much awesome um in supporting their ev everything and as long as there's the communication and clear understanding of the tasks at front it it works um uh yeah so it's just their their supporting overall and also keep keeping keeping myself on track or making sure that I don't overdo it. There's times when she'll come and say, oh, you've been studying too long. You should come to bed now or just don't overdo it. Take a day off and, and, and rest. So having that, that reminder there constantly suddenly does help. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything that Jonathan said. You know, I, I'm uh, very, I say I'm very blessed that my husband is really amazing and you know, everything that we do, it, so much of it is about communication. Like we have a common goal for a family. And so what I'm doing with my studies is part of that goal of, you know, where we want to be. Um, and he does the same thing. He works full time. So during the day, you know, I'm, I'm doing more of the balancing act, but then when he's done with work and, you know, the house calms down after dinner, we do a little bit of a switch. And so, during this program, he's been spending a lot of time with the kids. Sometimes he'll start them on their bedtime and then I'll come up. Um, and it's really, again, just all about finding balance, but also communicating. So same thing with the encouragement. You know, if he sees that I'm just spending too much time in my office, he'll say, you know, why don't you take the laptop and come out here and sit with us and do it out here? Or, you know, what are you working on? And he like, I have this big whiteboard that he brought out for me so I could like write down all of my um, activities that I'm engaged in, and then I can really talk to him about it and he'll really be able to understand what I'm doing in the larger scope of everything. Um, but I think like whether it is a partner or a spouse or a fam other family members, you know, when you have children, it is just, it's so helpful to have another person around who is really going to be that Kind of support and wind in your sails on those times when you just feel really tired. Well, that sounds amazing. I hope if I have a partner in the future that she's so supportive of me like your partners are. Um, so uh, we are also curious about uh, how do you explain or if you explain to your kids uh, what are you studying or where you work or what you do if you think they really understand it or if they learn what you're doing or when is the age to prepare your kids to start learning uh, like more deep uh, knowledge. Because when I try to explain what I do even to my friends, which are in the digital world, 
they don't even understand what I do. It's like really, uh, I just try to, like, yeah, you know, for example, Google Analytics and what when a user comes into a website and so how how do you how do you do how do you explain and how do you how would you explain like for someone that has no clue of the digital world uh, so i think that's really funny if you know but i'll start out with this so again i have a number of children one of them happens to be a senior in her final year of secondary school she'll start university in the fall and she's actually taking a Python class. And so we spend a lot of time talking about data science because she's doing things at school. She already had an interest in it. Um, and, and so we have some opportunity to speak a little bit and kind of give her some insight into what I'm doing. Then I have the six-year-old who does some coding on his own. So there are many different programs for kids. And I started him very early at four years old doing some coding and working with robotics. So he sees what I'm doing and thinks it's just totally boring, but he sees it and he understands that, okay, mommy's working on the computer and she's doing something with data. And we, we talk about like different things that I've gleaned that I think they might find interesting when we're sitting at the dinner table. So they're having that exposure. And then the two-year-old is just like, mommy's working are you working are you mommy's working and then she'll come onto a zoom and maybe she'll like wave to people at the zoom and for her that is like what my work looks like it looks like just lots of computer pages or lots of screens and then zoom okay that's fun <laughs> i'm just thinking about this this um was a minister prime minister or something someone in the news that just the the kid came and start like singing and something like that. And so I have to, to come into the room to take her out. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So Jonathan, how is, how is it for you? Yeah, so I've ex explained to um, the, our, our, our eldest, um, and there, there is some some interest there in 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 the pre in the when was doing the data analyst uh, scholarship last year. Uh, she was very very curious in in looking at um, what I what I was doing with the the program in the Python, uh, but that kind of fade, faded off um, a little bit because she got got really involved in in being a being a a kid outside playing or on on her phone. But we've come back round to circulate now to see if she's really interested in. In learning the the programming, uh, as as mentioned by Karen, there's a lot of um, cool cool websites out there aimed at kids to to pick up uh, the programming language using uh, different modules, not necessarily always the the actual hard coding, but bringing different modules uh, aspects together to create uh, a program or or look at robotics. Uh, so definitely looking at that to get a in in more interested in it but again it has to be something that they they want as well so i wouldn't force it but i would definitely try to increase the the interest in it uh, as as we as we go along and if i could actually add to that you know um alteryx so one of the ways that we integrated alteryx into just our daily family life is that they actually have a very specific program and curriculum for children. They have a podcast that's geared towards kids. 
and they have a whole curriculum set up from uh, starting from the young, young, younger elementary school ages through high school. And so that I found that to be a really great way to begin to introduce topics, begin to um, integrate, again, that with some of the work that I'm doing for this program in particular. Um, and as a parent, if you're working with your kids um, using Alteryx, you can actually get a year-long license for free. So that's one of the perks. Yeah, that, that's definitely interesting. I haven't seen that one for, for Alteryx, so that's definitely something I can have a have a look at. But also the other fun part that we could possibly use is that we're, as, as, as a whole family unit, we are diehard Lego, Lego fans and Lego has the robotics part as well. So maybe that's something we can look at into future-wise. Lego program is fantastic. We use that. Well, I have no clue after is that had that, that option. I'm actually a little bit jealous of your kids because when I was their age, there was no remotely any way to know anything about this, right? That that we all, all the all the means we have right now, all the robotics things and how to learn, how to code since you're a kid, because I remember like when I was using the internet for the first time. Um, I had to wait like, and it's not an exaggeration. It was like two, three minutes for our website to charge. So I'm a little bit jealous of that. But uh, yeah, in the end, it I I I finally found what I like. So okay, that's it. Um. So uh, next question is: Have you already finished the foundation course, and are you studying any other courses and anything? you think it's like really good to do to to get more knowledge and and deep and get deep on it and the statistics and everything i don't know what what's your yeah no yeah, i can uh, take uh, take the lead on this one um so yeah definitely i have uh, finished the the foundation course um and the the concepts there are very clearly explained and there, um, also why at the begin towards the beginning of this course, I was also uh, learning um, SQL, uh, for also for Udacity, and I had finished that one in in December. And for further learning, uh, continued looking at the the syllabus of this scholarship and went into the other mini courses that are free from Udacity, looking at the time series forecasting, segmentation clustering, uh, the analytical data set. So I had a look look at those courses and, and progress through those. And also looking at some, some other uh, studies as well. I have uh, going to be joining uh, a separate study group in in slack which is going to be looking at some uh, machine learning uh, projects together and also have a um, re renewed my subscription to to data quest uh, to continue there with the practicing of, of python in in as data analyst and and data science so definitely keep keep on the, the learning and putting what you learn into practice even if you find a, 
another course that may be building up on some foundations, still do that course, even even though you say think, oh well, I've already done the, these found foundations. Uh, it's still good to look at the other courses foundations as they may have a different approach or have something that's not covered in a previous course and it creates that repetitive uh, learning and that that's important it's nice to learn something but you also need to keep keep learning and repeating what you've learned to get to to have it hard coded so you don't don't forget it Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to um, Jonathan as well. So I've been working with Udacity since October. I started with another scholarship. Um, and through that scholarship, it was it was uh, programming for data science with Python. So through there, I learned uh, foundations of Python. I then jumped from that. Um, I, I didn't actually know I'd gotten the scholarship yet. So I was really eager to continue my learning and I um, enrolled for the data scientist program. So in addition to the foundations course here, which I've completed, I'm also doing the data scientist um, nano degree. And then um, concurrently with that, I'm also working on the data engineering nano degree as well. So I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. I love learning and when I, um, when I have a passion for something, I really throw myself full throttle in. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly practicing and working and um, working across the board, not just on uh, visualizations and looking at Altrix, but also creating pipelines, doing some machine learning and natural language processing as well. Um, but then in addition to that, I find that it's really important to get out, like you said, Jonathan, and really put what you've learned into practice in, in a lot of different ways. Um, so I, I work on uh, data camp on my, on my laptop, not my laptop, on my phone, so that when I have a little bit of quick downtime, I can do some quick exercises there. Um, I uh, love the Kaggle mini courses, which I've also um, done as well, because they help to fill in some gaps, let's say, that I may not get from the Udacity courses, but when I go into the Kaggle it, uh, courses, it's just another way of using the information that I have learned and then building upon that. Um, I also um, just do a lot of webinars and conferences, like the uh, dedicated conference. So thank you, Jonathan. I think you were the first one who posted that that I saw, and that was really wonderful. Again, another side of the uh, uh, data picture and the data story, but looking at it from different perspectives. Um, and I think it's just really important to have a really well-rounded experience because it's all new. And my mom has a saying, you don't know what you don't know till you know you don't know it. It sounds very confusing, but it's true. And so I want to know, and the only way I can know is by um, pushing myself into all of these other spheres, joining competitions, doing different things so that you are not just learning it and then thinking about it, but actually putting it into practice, because that's really the only way that you can really say, yes, I've got this now. Oh, my God. You really are an inspiration, guys, uh, for real. Yeah, genuinely. 
because <laughs> I myself sometimes struggle with the time and trying to study everything I want to do. And I can believe you do all that, even with having the house and the kids. And, and I myself, at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, was sharing a flat in Barcelona with a parent. And the kid was there 24 hours a day. And I went crazy. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to cope with that, with the kid screaming. He was two years old. And the kid screaming, playing, running around. I was having job meetings. And, and it really drove me crazy. So I don't really know how you how you do it. <laughs> you are an inspiration for real. So uh, what encouragement would you provide to other parents in the program? What encouragement? Just yeah, could, could continue to to what you're doing. Continue to to learn and and not only look at it to um, what what you want to achieve for it, but but look at what you can achieve for for, for your family. Um, can you bring 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 your knowledge to your to your children to make make their learning easier or can you share share your learnings with, with your with your partner uh just just you know just continue with it days may seem a bit a bit low uh, overall you may have those down down days and but when when you look at some reasons why are you learning why are you taking this course and a lot of the time it's for yourself and and also for for providing for your family so you can use those times to to reflect and say and ask yourself why why am i doing this again is it for me is it for us is it for the family and just answering that question can re, re reignite that that motivation for you to 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 keep going to keep moving forwards yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more i mean at the end of the day it's like a nike commercial you just do it just do it don't even think about it Um, because sometimes if you think about where am I going to find the time, how am I going to find the time? Oh my God. It can get very discouraging. And that's for any of us, right? For any of us, we just need to like, just almost be laser focused. I feel like, and just, just get it done. Just do it. Because at the end of the day, especially when you have children, you're modeling the behavior that you're asking them to do. When you say, go study, you need to study or do well in school or do this or that. Like, we are the models. So at the end of the day, my kids are looking at me and seeing how I work and seeing the dedication that I put into my studies and understanding and internalizing that, you know, this is also what they need to do for whatever they're passionate about, whether it is studying, whether it is, it is something in the arts and something in sports, it doesn't matter, but whatever you you put your heart into, um, you just need to go ahead and, and do it and get it done. And, and there's always the reward of having completed your task and your goal at the end of that. Well, that's really great advice. And I take it for myself too, even though I don't have kids, but uh, it, it is really good advice because at the end you're doing it for yourself and to be a, a really good role model. So uh, we have a, another question. This was quite interesting. Um, I don't really know who asked about this, but 
thing is, uh, do you see that analytics is being adequately applied to the necessary areas that can contribute to sustainable development in your country and the future of your children? Or do you think there is an, any other way that uh, our countries could take advantage of this, uh, of what we do? So being in the United States, I feel like there's a constant uh, push to um, push data analytics into every single aspect of life. And in some ways that's really great, but in other ways it's really not because so much of that push is really consumer driven, right? It's, it's, it's to increase sales, it's to increase profits, it's to, you know, how can we convert um, uh, these people, this population into paying customers and how can we do that even earlier? So I do feel that, you know, it's incumbent upon us to really be much more aware, particularly um, in how data is being used with regard to children, because the habits that they're forming are habits that they're forming and they're not necessarily forming them like in a vacuum or just with what's happening at home. So much of it is, is I don't want to say manipulated, but in a way it is trying to manipulate a, a population to go in a certain direction to basically drive a bottom line. And so that that's my own particular concern here. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, would agree, would agree on that, and especially especially when you see um, how, again, when you have uh, say influencers, especially when you have Elon Musk with that tweet, uh, how everyone drives in into that one direction, um, and then just by 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 moving in that direction, there's a lot of data already gathered um, for those people, and then that that can then be used to, again to manipulate more people uh, with those similar interests into going into a direction, taking that ne next next trend. And, and yeah, in, in the Netherlands, they, they um, you know, there, there are some, some projects that are going and, and that is really uh, using the data for the, and one, one key point here is the sustainable um, renewable energy. They're investing a lot of money and into new um, renewable resources and especially wind wind farms, um, and that that's just constantly growing dramatically from from the data inputs from. Uh, yeah, it just keep, keeps growing, and that's the next big 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 project is to have answer and the sustainable clean water and sanitation. I have a question for all of you in terms of, you know, just picking up on the other side of that question, like, do you feel that there's more of a need for um, maybe education on the part of the general uh, population in terms of what's, what is health? I will say yes, for sure. I think we don't really know, I say we, but yeah, all the people, uh, we don't really know what our data is being used for. Right now we give, um, and I say it myself, like 
Google is my God because I know I've sold all of my information to them is because I work with Google every day in my life. And at the end, it's like, okay, I give up. It's, there's no way I can, I can keep my data from them. But uh, I like the thing that right now it's all more like, or they're trying to make us believe that everything is more private, that they don't have, they don't really have your data because everyone in my life, my parents, my sisters, my friends, they don't, they don't really know what they're sharing. And I try sometimes to explain to them, but they don't really understand. And so I think that the general population don't have the knowledge of what is happening. And sometimes it makes me think like, I really like my job, but sometimes like what I'm doing, um, am I, is, is this good? Am I doing good? Uh, should I try to, to do anything different? So I don't, I don't push the capitalism. And because yeah, actually I work for a pet food company, as I said, and right now we are just trying to see how can we improve the website? How can we make people buy more food and different snacks or this thing that we have just invented for dogs or, and, and sometimes it makes me think like, is, is this really good? Do, do, do the people know what they're doing and how they're treating the data? Because I even have calls on the phone uh, like every week from people that are trying to sell me things. And last time I was like, where, where the hell did you get my, my phone number? And he was like, oh yeah, 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 sure. Uh, we just bought it from this company uh, that you let them, like you sign for something, they have your data and we can buy it. And, and it sometimes it's really scary. So we definitely don't really know what we are doing with our data and what we are letting them to do when we sign up for something, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and, and it's, um, you know, I think it, the one of the questions here and I, and we've all, all, and all probably done it, it at, at some point or ever you you sign up uh you down you, you download uh, an app or you go to a website uh you you create an account and automatically you click agree nobody reads the the text and they just click agree and and in that agree agreement that you probably did or didn't read most likely they didn't read is that somewhere in there it said that they can use their data or or, or sell it on to a a third a third party and and that's um really yeah for for most of the the old older generation i think that that's already and the younger generation it's already too late to reverse any of that and also when we start looking at these mobile apps these games and one one question that we we don't don't often ask ourselves and because it's a game that you want to install or or play is why why does an app why does a game need access to your address book need access to your media files um again you know, I, I try when any games like that, I, I do not install on my on my phone anymore because, yeah, why, why do they need that information just for you to, to, to play a game? 
and it's and it's about people becoming aware of their 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 data that they're they're sharing. And that that's a really great segue, I think, back into like you know, as parents, that as parents, particularly looking at the field of data, you become hyper aware of this issue because kids, you know, my two my two year old wants to play Lego games on my phone, and so as parents. Part of the, the modern conveniences of life, it's like, oh, okay, I could just download an app and here you go. But you're downloading an app. What 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 are you giving up for that? And for young children, um, you know, they're growing up in a world where just apps and mobility is is ubiquitous at such an early age, and so they're being tracked at such an early age as well. And I think we just need to be a lot more maybe conscious of that. Yeah, I think it's true, but I, I do have a, a question because we all work with data. If we don't have that data, how 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 do you how how, how do you work? How how do you go ahead with your day? I mean, we all work with data. We 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 need it. So, how do you think will be a better way to use it, or um, or to to I don't know to shift our work to something more valuable, less not not trying to to make people consume every day, but I don't know because I don't really know where. I mean, you you said you work with data, Karen. You have your own business, but what do you do, or how do you think we could improve all this data stuff that we are talking about? So you know, so I don't work with data. I mean, I work with data like as a hobby learning, right? But in my own business, and, I, and in my own business, yes, I work with data, but um, it's very selective because it's very, in my business, so it's a, I own a tea company, uh, but they're very specialized teas. And so every customer is, is basically like a, a client for me, as opposed to um, kind of just mass production, everybody, every customer is a, is a specific client and I gear the data that I have specifically toward them and I don't kind of extrapolate that for general use. But that's a very different scenario. And I think that, you know, you raise a very good just general question, right? Like how can we be more intentional and more conscious of the use of how we're using the data that we have? And I think it's just that from, uh, from what I know and from what I've seen and for what I'm listening to, I think it's really education on the part of data scientists to understand and make the connection in the, across fields that many times when we're looking at numbers, we're also looking at people or we're looking at categorical data, we're also looking at individuals. And so just being very like conscious and intentional about that, I think is helpful. But at the end of the day, you know, we are in these fields because we're helping companies drive their businesses and business decisions. That is what it is. So if we can come to that with more of an awareness, we can't necessarily control at the end of the day what is done with the data at the end of the pipeline, but we can kind of go into things with an intention and an openness. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I like I like that. I'm sorry, Karen. Yeah, I'm taking it. 
I, I like to believe that I, what I'm really doing is to understand people. That's what I what I do when or what I believe I do when I when I'm working. What do you think about it, Jonathan? Yeah, it's definitely um, an, an interesting side because on one one side of 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 when we're looking at data, you 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 have your um, the reason why you're employed in a particular position working at data, and that's in, in increase sales, increase revenue, get you know get when stop that 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 churn happening of of um, potential customers leaving stop that that's stop that happening and then on the other side of it you you may have a a, mor a moral side to say you know is is this correct is this correct what i'm doing doing am i you know you could could be that you have your data set and it's target and you're targeting vulnerable people and then that's where you have the the two two divides your your um, employment um, relation and your your yourself moral morals um, and and where where do you draw draw the line on that and and I guess it's I guess it's very in some cases it could be if you stop and think about it it could be hard um, so that that is definitely you know depending on where you are in in the field field of data analytics it could be a could be a divide or a de or a decision point for you for yourself. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, that's all for today. Uh, thank you so much for being here today with us and sharing your life story and daily challenges, and encouraging all of us to keep going. Hope everyone has enjoyed the talk, and hope to get back at you with some more interesting stories. Stay tuned for the up coming episodes on the Business and Dream podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.